Hello, good afternoon. My name is Ugo Chukwamadi, or you could call me Ugo, and this is yet another episode of Ugo's Take. And this is the 19th episode of the show. Um, thanks to all those who have been listening um, to this um, podcast, whether on Spotify or on my Facebook page or, or via my Twitter handle. Um, I would say thank you for being there. Thank you so much. Um, today's episode, I'll be interviewing Leonor Del Paramo, a business strategy consultant and a small business advocate. Um, we'll be talking on a range of topics which would include um, implementing a business process strategy and lots more. Um, but before I go on to calling her on to the show, I will um, like to use this opportunity use this this, this this time to talk about um to give my condolences to um the families of hollywood actor chadwick boseman who um unfortunately and um this one really really does hurt me deeply um he's passed he's passed away um in the past um in the past few days um the news i just got the news this morning i went onto my twitter feed uh opened up instagram i it was a joke at first though was uh, I just I just I was just hoping that it was it was wrong or it wasn't true but I think uh, a post was a, a, a his Twitter handle his official Twitter handle for Chadwick Boseman had put up a statement um, about confirming his demise so I would like to use opportunity to say condolences to the family his his wife and his children and of Chadwick Boseman phenomenal actor um, who uh, portrayed the character of T'Challa, the Black Panther, in the Black Panther movie? Uh, I would like to say the condolences, and this hurts, hurts so much. Um, what I can say is rest in power, brother. I love you always. Bless. Um, so now I will be calling in um, Leonor the Paramore. In a few minutes, so just um, in a few seconds, I'll try to call her in. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, nice to have you on today's episode of the show. How's your day been so far? Hi, Hugo. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to speak today. My day is going amazingly well. It's sunny and a little bit cooler, so I'm glad for that. How, how is your day going so far? Um, so far, so good. Um, it's almost similar to, to yours because the weather, it's bright, but it's still um, a bit chilly. I don't know how that, that manages to work out to have a bright weather, but still a bit cold. Um, so it's been good so far. Well, that's great. I'm I'm happy that you're actually enjoying the weather. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I just want to make sure I get your name right, the pronunciation. So, it's Leonor de Paramore. Is that right way to pronounce it? Yeah. If you pronounce it in English, you pronounce it just well, which is Leonor de Paramo. Okay. If you pronounce it in Spanish, it's Leonor de Paramo. But Leonor whatever, de Parano, Parano. yeah, whatever you like, you can call me. I mean, you can call me Leo. Leo, it's fine. You know, remember that the E sounds completely different in Spanish and different and, and English. So I'm fine with that. Okay, okay. Thank you so much. Um, um, 
for my listeners who would listen maybe on spotify or on um on my facebook page or via twitter um leonardo paramo is a business strategy consultant and a small business advocate and i'm really excited to have her on today's episode um so um what can you tell us about your story how you got to be where you are and i just just give us a, a brief uh, um, insight into how you got to where you are yeah definitely Hugo. uh well you already made an intro of me so yes i'm a business strategist consultant and i've been advising and helping small businesses gain clarity direction and set what they need to grow basically and uh, if you ask me which is my expertise area i would say that i have two areas where i consider myself an expert and the first one is karate do and you know the martial arts yeah and mm-hmm. the other one is business basically so just to tell you a little bit about myself and who I am today and how I became who I am today uh, I want to tell you that I started practicing karate do when I was five years old and all of a sudden I was very passionate about it so passionate that I got immersed into the martial arts world and I started to climb the belt hierarchy until I got my black belt when I was 12 years old Wow! and yeah I was very young by then uh, but despite that, by then, I was able to understand perfectly what discipline and responsibility were. And believe it or not, but obtaining my black belt so young uh, taught me how to work towards goals and objectives. And, you know, a, a, new blood, a new belt was always my new goal, and I always worked towards it, you know, like every single time. Uh, so today I can tell you that I've competed internationally, that I've taught karate for many years. I became a sensei, a professor. And uh, my journey in karate made me in a great part who I am today. Uh, and well, and regarding my, my, my second expertise that I mentioned to you before, which is business, I can only tell you that as soon as I started studying my college degree in industrial engineering, I realized how passionate I was about business as well. And for some reason, I understood that business has a lot of similarities to karate. Uh, businesses require a lot of discipline, responsibility, dedication, and of course, to succeed, they both, you know, karate and business, they need to be goal-oriented. So I graduated within the top three of my class, and I started working in a large corporation in operations, where I got to put in practice all my engineering theory, and I remember I was very excited back then. And uh, well, in, in this position, I learned the basics of business and I learned about the importance of processes, their components, how they contribute to the value chain and how managing people can be overly complex but at the same time it can be very, very rewarding. Um, Then later on I started a new position in the strategic and financial planning department, a completely different focus than, than, than my college degree and in this In this particular position, I learned that to succeed in business, you need to visualize the greater picture, have a strategy, have business goals, so you can move towards something and at the same time measuring your uh, your accomplishments and celebrating those particular small wins. Um, And then back in 2012, after my MBA, where I specialized in business strategy, I started working with few small businesses. And for my surprise, I started to see that a lot of broken processes, a lot of inefficiencies, there were a lot of uh, a lot of lack of direction and a lack of business goals, specifically a lack of business goals. And that's the particular point in my career where I decided to focus on helping small businesses grow and, and providing my expertise and knowledge. So basically today I position myself as a small business advocate and in the upcoming weeks, which I'm very excited about it, 
I'm about to launch my project where my intention is to serve as their guide, you know, small business owners, uh, to help them achieve growth and boost their profits by having or by focusing on business strategy, on process improvement, or what I like to call uh, to set strong business foundations and finally to set a digital presence. Okay, that's um, that's that's amazing to see um, the direction you you will go into and where you come from. Um, it's amazing that um, you've also had your black belt. Um, just a quick aside before I get back to the main topic: Are you by any chance a fan of the UFC? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying because um, that's another competition for martial artists and all that. So um, now. Um, what is for the purpose of those who may not know um because a lot of small businesses is usually run by one man or two people or maybe five people um who have different skill set in terms of executing the business you know the, the executing the business itself but in terms of strategy business um iq not so much um so what would you say um a process strategy is in a business uh, well uh, if, if you would like to define what process strategy is uh, I would say is to have your processes align to your business strategy and to your business goals because for example when a company lacks strong foundations or a consolidated slash formal processes at some point businesses find themselves stuck or losing money and they find initially stuck because you know processes are like the skeleton of a business they support operations and if a business owner have intentions to grow business processes need to be built in alignment to those intentions uh see for example if your intention as a business owner is to increase the level of your sales your logistics and your manufacturing must have the flexibility to provide you that extra that you're willing to sell and this simple thought of interconnection of processes applies to every part of the business and the second main consequences of not having this alignment between your strategy goals and your processes is basically losing money. So if your processes are working in silos or if your processes do not maintain, innovate or adapt to reality, they will only generate a waste of your time and a waste of your resources, meaning that you will be throwing your money basically out of the window. So your business process need to be healthy and working as a well-oiled machine. In other words, they, they must be efficient. So imagine now not having strong business processes and how can they affect small businesses? Remember that small businesses, uh, they have small margins and small profits. Remember that the reserve funds are possibly not sufficient to cover mistakes or inefficiencies. And probably these small businesses, they need to have robust process or a robust sales process just to convert a lead into a sale. So just imagine this disorder in their processes and how can they impact small businesses. Um, just to give you a, a, a quick example, Ugo, uh, in one of my last process improvements projects, the, the company that I was working for implemented a digital platform for payments. Uh, just improve and accelerate collections. And you know, as we all know, the, with the arrival of COVID-19, uh, it has created panic, social distancing, and, and even a change in our habits. So people stopped going to the postal service to send payments just to avoid infection and contact with older people. So this is where this particular small process improvement in this company made the difference. 
So receiving e-payments has kept this business afloat uh, just by continuously receiving cash entries from customers and allowing it to maintain a healthy level of liquidity to confront its obligations. So for this business, this small change in collections uh, and this small change to adapt to reality has been one of the reasons that still exists. Okay. Uh, now, this question I, I want to ask is, when you talk about, um, so what do you say to the small business owner that would say, um, I don't really have such a big budget like the big companies that can obviously just create a department to go into conducting research and actually um, implement um, effective uh, business process uh, strategy for their company. What do you say to those small businesses that say, we don't have the money basically or to invest in this aspect of the business? Yeah, that's actually a great question, Ugo. Uh, uh, I, I've been dealing with that for the last few years. You know, small companies generally, as you mentioned, don't have the money or, or the financial muscle to to confront uh, big investments and, and, and big innovations. So uh, I like to follow one straightforward process. And uh, remember that the goal of every business should be to generate wealth and money. Yeah. And you cannot achieve that without order. So basically the first step, and this is the step, the first step that most business owners skip, and is that they need to establish uh, a business strategy and business goals. Without clarity and without a direction, you're just spending money, whatever you feel that you need an improvement. And probably that's not where you need an improvement. Probably you'll need to improve somewhere else for you to reach your goals. Is, is your goal to grow? Is your goal is just to stay afloat? Independently of which your goal is, you need to have one and you need to define a line to from where you are now and where you want to achieve that particular goal, okay? So after you developed or you designed your business strategy and your business goals, the second step is to review your existing processes, okay? So identify within these particular processes those tasks and activities so you can find bottlenecks, needed improvements, small changes, uh, even resources for your processes to operate effectively. Uh, and the third step is to understand if you need to create and implement new processes so you can reach your business goals. Remember that everything must direct your business goals. You have to have a guide. Okay. So my suggestion in this particular step is that you take the time to design this new process carefully. Design it and implement it because Normally, when they're well-designed and implemented, they tend to be efficient. And if they're efficient, they reduce the risk of unwanted events. And remember that these unwanted events, they always implicate additional costs. And of course, last but not least, measure, measure, measure. Small businesses are not used to measure results. And this last step is very critical so business owners can understand if the small modifications or huge investments okay, or, or, or whatever change you need to make in your processes are generating the expected results. So put it in place your key performance indicators. They don't have to be, uh, you know, super complex or super elaborated, just small key performance indicators. So you can monitor your processes and activities. And remember, to control your business, you need to know where you stand, you know, to know your numbers. So have a clear business strategy and a clear goals constantly review and improve processes and always measure results. And regarding your your, your question as well, which is to complement what I just mentioned about the step, um, generally when you have a limited budget, uh, just by making small tweaks to processes, you can see 
results. But by that, you need to have the data. You need to have an analysis. You have to have a diagnosis of where business owners stand with each of these processes. If you have a sales process, if you have a manufacturing process in order, how is your logistics process? Do you have a marketing process? All of the processes are interconnected within them. But to understand how much you need to invest or how many changes you need to make to your processes to function well or efficiently, you need to have an analysis. And that's a really important step within process improvement. Yeah, that's uh, that's really interesting. And I think um, from my own little experience I've had with um, businesses, um, Many of them talk about this costing and not having the money, but from what you said is sometimes you may not have the money, but at least you do some tweaks within um, your business, the way you operate at the moment, you, you, you know, just do little things to affect and cause some little change. And then you have a plan for um, your larger or your lo- more long-term business strategy as you go forward. And I think that's something that small businesses should should learn and not just get frightened of when you hear words like business process, you get frightened and say, oh, this can be done, but really go into looking into how to implement um, this, uh, uh, to implement pro- uh, business strategy. Um, now, before I go into the the next question, the next uh, question proper, um, in terms of business process, what role does recruiting the right personnel, even at a small business level, um, have to play in uh, achieving uh, a workable uh, business uh, strategy, a business process strategy? Uh, because most times you see in a business, you have, let's say it's um, a shoemaking business, you have the, the guy who has the skills in clubbing or crafting out the shoes and things like that and he's the one just doing everything in the business so what role would having some specialized personnel play you know in order to help um, such small businesses grow uh, um, their business yeah that's that's very interesting question as well um, because yeah uh, you are right that most small businesses are created within probably around one person that has the entire know-how on how to perform a very particular task. Uh, But that business owner needs to get surrounded with people that complements his skill or her skill. So if a person or if a business owner is, uh, I don't know, uh, as you mentioned, uh, let's say trucking, for example, they, they, he only knows about trucking or building a shoe. He needs to get surrounded with a person that knows about finance, how to manage your money. Uh, he needs to get surrounded with a person with strategic thinking skill uh, so he can get an entire uh, greater picture of his company, get to understand it and perfect his process of trucking or, you know, crafting shoes. So he needs to have... Um, a very talented team specifically in those tasks that are not directly related to the main operations of the process okay that's uh that's that's great advice so for those of you that may listen to this podcast later on um maybe because i'll post it on my twitter handle or facebook and also it will be on spotify for those of you that would listen please listen to this carefully because 
it will really help it really help as uh, um, small businesses out there even if you're a big business but you don't have your uh, process strategy right this would really help you a lot so um, now to the main question proper I think it ties into everything we've uh, uh, been talking about is how can businesses especially small businesses implement a concrete and effective process strategy yeah, I, I, I just mentioned the, the, the steps before, but let me let me sum it for you, yeah. okay? Uh, have a clear business strategy and have a clear business goals, okay? Relate your processes of your business. Every process is align them to your business strategy and align them to your business goals by constantly reviewing and improving your processes and then always by measuring your results. Follow those single steps and you will see improvements in your bottom line, it will help you stay afloat, and it will definitely get you a lot of information about your business that will be helpful for you to manage it and control it and make it grow. Okay, okay that's, uh, that's good, that's good. That's very good to know uh, because, especially the measurement aspect, uh, which like you said, many small businesses don't do, it's very important because even for me, during this podcast, each time I finish, I I check uh, how many people have listened to this. You know what I've done rightly, what happened to the outcome. When I look at how many people have listened uh, to the podcast in the day or in a week, and then I'm able to um, measure um, the my my audiences, and then I also look at channels where I can um, uh, post the the podcast on to have more. Um, people listen um, on listen to the podcast so um, that's it's been very um, insightful I'm um, having this um, discussion with, with you Leonor um, now just the last bit before I let you go and to enjoy the rest of your day um, in terms of um, processes um, business processes which would you say is more important uh, um, the more important thing to get in place or the more important process to get in place is it the in terms of technology or personnel which is uh, uh, more important too yeah I think I think both Google are equally important I mean remember that a business starts with something and finishes with something yeah. and between that initial start and that end there are a lot of processes going on and see it as a chain everything is interconnected and if you have a part of that chain that is broken your entire value chain will be broken so even if it's technology even if it's personnel even if it's your operations your sales process your marketing process your human resources process or even your strategic process okay even if one of them miss their point or their existence within the entire value chain the entire chain will be broken so that's where process improvement comes you need to understand the interconnection of all of them so i don't think there's an important area that it's more important than the other i think all of them are equally important and you have to work and improve them everyone by looking them at individual but at the same time how they connect to the entire chain of processes okay okay that's um an ex- excellent answer and response so um i would like to say thank you so much for coming on and I hope that next time, um, if I would want to have you to, to 
speak more on this because um i don't think we could ever exhaust it, the discussion on <laughs> businesses generally or small businesses on how they have to adapt to their environment or be it financial environment tech environment social environment we can never exhaust it in one day so um hopefully next time you would oblige me and come on um another episode yeah definitely it's been it's been a pleasure to to be here with you today thank you so much for having me um you can reach me at uh, twitter leo de paramo okay uh and uh you can you can direct message me at any time uh i'm free to to get in touch with um even if you need just to speak or just to answer uh, some questions regarding processes or business strategy. But anyway, you will. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure. All right. Thank you so much, um, Leonor. Um, hope you enjoyed the rest of your day and you have too. a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You will have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Oh, thank once thanks once again to Leonor the Paramore, a business strategy consultant and a small business advocate like i just learned um, now she's also uh, a sensei in karate um, getting a black belt by at age 12 that's absolutely crazy um so um thank you once again for coming on on the show and hopefully she'll be on the show on another episode maybe on the 20th episode so if you like to hear more about this you could follow her on her twitter page i think it's leonor the paramore on all one word um at leonor the paramore all one word um so the next segment would be the sports review and update segment and where i'll be talking about um, the whole give i'll give my own take essentially about the whole messy saga leaving barcelona not leaving barcelona and so um, just keep listening and keep supporting hi everybody welcome to the second segment of today's episode of ugo's take on the first segment i had a, a very insightful interview uh, with um a business strategy consultant leonora the paramore and it was really insightful really educative and informative so ensure that you listen to all parts of today's episode don't you miss it whether you you're on the whatsapp a platform or the facebook page or instagram whatever platform you uh, hook up to uh, the episode from ensure you listen to this please listen to this episode if you've never listened to um any episode please do please do once again my name is ugo amadi coach amadi bringing you today's episode of ugo's take and um, now this segment we'll be talking about sports so Essentially, it's the sports review and update um, um, segment. So, what I'm doing, what I do, essentially, when I um, on this segment, I don't talk about everything in sports. It's impossible to do that, really. So, but what I do is I pick up topics that have interest to me and hopefully have interest to you as well. And um, and I hope you enjoy it. So, but also my email is there my twitter handle is there if you have any questions or you want to get involved you want to drop a comment you can email me you want to ask a question 
you know, you whatever you want to do, whether you disagree on my opinion, because today it's an opinion-based world, so you can disagree with my opinion and say, oh, Ugo, I think your opinion on this matter is wrong or is right, and we'll have a nice discussion, um, very interactive on all the platforms. So now, um, there's one news that's been making the rounds in the world of football, especially European football, and that's Lionel Messi or Lionel Messi um, saying he's decided to leave Barcelona. And that some you have two um, divides in the argument. One divide is saying, okay, Lionel Messi just wants to leave and he's done. He's been a great servant for the club. He wants to leave. But the other um, side of the divide would say we have which we have some sort of cynical view is that Messi doesn't really want to leave but he's just fed up with Bartomeu who's the current president of um, Barcelona Football Club or Football Club de Barcelona uh, he just wants to, to leave um, he just wants to get Bartomeu out of office and shake up things in Barcelona to suit what he wants to do. Now, in this episode, this segment rather, I'll be giving my own opinion, my own two cents, or maybe because I'm in the UK, I should say my own uh, two um, pennies or two pence. But I'll just give my opinion on this matter quickly. Firstly, Mercy is 33 years old. He isn't 25, he isn't 24, he isn't even 29, he's 33 years old. And in football, as well as every other aspect of human life, human endeavor, human existence, it comes to a point where things end. It comes to a point where you move on. You know, if you're working a regular job, no matter how good you are in your job or at the job, at some point you get to be 65 years, 70 years, and you can't do the job anymore. So you then retire. Sometimes you could be such um, a powerful person in the office that it disrupts or prevents other people from coming in to to work. And in football, sometimes, like Messi, no matter how good you are, what I've discovered so far is no matter how good you are as a player, like you see with Antoine Griezmann, that signed from Atletico Madrid last last season of Jarabao to uh, uh, join the Catalan club. He was there, he couldn't play because everybody has to play sub Messi. You know, the many people who have said, oh, Messi is just fed up with the uh, um, way Barcelona have suffered so far in the last few seasons in um, the Europa, in the Champions League, you know, especially with the 8-2 trouncing by um, Bayern Munich, the German machines who uh, turned out eventually to be the winners of the 20. 19 2020 Champions League that was played in Lisbon. You know, I know it, it must hurt him, but I, I would really would love to see what happens when he leaves because at some point Messi has to leave, would leave Barcelona or leave football entirely. He would have to either retire or something, but he would leave. So, what happens then? What happens if Messi says, okay, there's no problem, we've just won the Champions League, but I want to go back to Argentina and play for new and old boys, you know, my hometown club that I didn't actually get to play for because I moved to Spain um, 
really early so speaking as messy now so at some point you would have to leave so what would you do then because everyone is talking about shaking the earth you know moving um Bartimeo out of office removing everyone shaking things up to suit Messi he's one of the greatest players in the world some would argue that he's the greatest player ever to play the round leather game but still at some point he has to leave at some point he has to retire at some point he will not play football forever so what do you do and you have great players you know okay it happened to Chelsea as well to a lesser extent uh, because Hazard isn't as good as Messi definitely for one and secondly it was in a less acrimonious circumstance you know Chelsea had won the Europa League you know Real Madrid had put in a bid for Hazard and he has always dreamed to play at Real Madrid to play for Real Madrid and to play you know under his childhood hero that um Zinedine Zidane Zizou so that was less acrimonious but people were saying oh how would Chelsea survive with Hazard leaving what would happen if Hazard leaves okay he left and Chelsea suffered a bit but still finished fourth and now they've gone on to sign players like Timo Werner sign players like um, Hakim Zayek sign players like Malanga Saar Thiago Silva has just been signed and there's talk of completing the signing for Kai Havertz very 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 soon so Chelsea has moved on so Barcelona has to they have to at some point he has to leave Barcelona has to accept it that he would leave now for me people have said what happens where should he leave to where should he move to for me I'm thinking he should go to PSG now I know the bookmakers have it all set that he's moved to Man City because of the obvious connection with Pep Guardiola he knows his playing style he knows um, him personally you know it would be an easy fit a perfect fit in fact to have um, Messi at Barcelona you know fine that's cool but for me I feel I would rather love to see Messi line up with Neymar Mbappe and then of course Messi and make a push to go one be- one step beyond what they went this season and actually win the Champions League. I'm not a fan of PSG, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of Chelsea all day long, but that's what I would love to see. Something oh, that also intrigues me that I, that I wouldn't mind seeing, not to carry, I'm not carrying placards anytime soon and protesting um, to have this to have this transfer completed, but I would also love to see or rather it would intrigue me to pick my interest if somehow a club like Juventus the old lady somehow manages to get Leo Messi to join them to join Cristiano Ronaldo at Juventus because there will be the questions who can their egos be managed you know uh, can their egos be managed would they play well together how many goals would they score can you imagine two strikers scoring 50 goals each that would be 100 goals a season from just two players 
you know, that would be something interesting to watch. It will never be a dull moment in Italy for sure if Leo Messi joins up with Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe it's not going to happen because the e- their egos may just be too much uh, because they're both alphas. They are both at the top of their game. They are both the A-sides. And who will take penalties? Because you have penalties now is Cristiano Ronaldo. At Barcelona, is Leo Messi. So when you have both of them in the same team, who takes penalties, who takes free kicks, who would the other players defer to? So that power tussle or potential power tussle may be an issue um, if that sort of move was to happen. And now um, Barcelona in the past week have got um, Ronald Koeman, former defender for the Catalan club and the former uh, Netherlands national team coach, you know, so... Um, to be the manager going in on a two-year deal. Um, many people have said, uh, well, it's just a stopgap measure. So they're looking for Xavi to come in. But then again, the disrespect people show to coaches that have put in the work time and time again, is just sad. Xavi has been coaching, is it in Qatar, I think, you know, in Qatar, I think that's where he's been coaching. You know, so how do you compare that with someone who's coached Southampton? He's coached, um, I think he coached Valencia as well. He's coached uh, Everton. You know, he's coached the, the Dutch national team. Also has far more playing experience than Xavi. So how do you just discount an answer and say, oh, he's just a stopgap measure, and who I'm looking to bring in is Xavi? Javi might turn out to be the best thing to happen to football, may be the most revolutionary coach ever, but still, but still, don't just discountenance a manager who has put in years and years uh, of work and has gained years and years of experience, you know, so don't, don't discountenance that. Now, um, the rumors making in the rounds um or rather someone posed a question well, not a rumor the question was posed what would happen if Griezmann is swapped with the Portuguese uh, wonder kid Felix I think that's his name yeah with Jao Felix Jao Felix and Antoine Griezmann if there's a swap, taking Griezmann back to Atletico Madrid uh, because it seems the style su- seems to suit him, and then and take and then Jao Felix would he feel is more of a flair player going the other way to Barcelona. Yeah, well, it may work, but for me, if Messi leaves, I think Griezmann would shine because he would be playing in his right role. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it, really. If if Messi leaves, Griezmann will be playing his right role, and he'll be, then you can really judge him to say, yeah, he's a flop, or yeah, he's actually a fantastic um, player. Now, lastly, on the sports review, on the sports review segment, um, Chelsea will be playing a friendly match today by 3 p.m. I think against Brighton. Um, that will be an interesting look for Chelsea fans because. Uh, you'll be having there's a possibility of seeing Timo Werner Hakim Zayek 
and of course Thiago Silva isn't in the country yet so he wouldn't be um, featuring and it's been an opportunity to see some of the young kids as well and still staying on the whole Chelsea vibe some players this pisses me off this really annoys me some players some players <laughs> some players have tested not tested positive yet but have to be quarantined have to be quarantined you know they traveled for um their um summer holidays and vacations and things like that now you may say Ugo, why are you upset they've played so much they need to rest they play so many games for me i say okay if you're working in an off in an office and you make so much money and certain things change don't you adapt shouldn't you adapt 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 to what is happening in the present you can stay home because coronavirus i know is serious i know it's hard hitting but it would pass why can't we just okay let's relax as a football player you've made all the millions you make so much money why don't you just sit this summer out rest at home relax at home you know you've been traveling all this while rest at home let the coronavirus pass over rather than you travel and besides we should know people should know i think clubs should educate their players on countries that you can travel to and come back and not need to be quarantined and then you also know the countries that if you travel to you would need to be quarantined when you come back because this is irresponsible and you're jeopardizing the team people say oh it's you don't earn that much that's why you're complaining no 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 i'm well okay i'm well okay with my earnings i'm well okay i want to get more but i'm well okay it's just common sense if you know country a is a country where once i go to there's a coronavirus issue and you are we're also aware that the league starts very soon you know in less than 12 days time you know in just a little over 12 days time i'm sorry a little over 12 days time so you want to go off come back and have to be quarantined and then you put your team in jeopardy no come on now i'm not naming players the report stated names of players but i'm not here to name and shame anyone but be more sensible be more sensible so i want to thank my listeners once again for listening go on to spotify listen to to the podcast you can follow you can follow this podcast on spotify so you can get notifications for every episode as it comes on stream and also you can listen to even the very first podcast the very first episode and this is the nicest episode it's a milestone for me it's really a milestone i know many podcasts podcasters are celebrating their 100 episode 200 episode 1000 episode i'm working hard to get there and i thank you all listeners because because of you i'm able to push on and continue on with this podcast so once again my interview with Leonor de paramo a business consultant you know a small business advocate is so so insightful it's so so insightful i hope you enjoy it and you have any questions to ask me send me an email to ugo's take at coolsite.net that is u-g-o-s hyphen t-a-k-e at c-o-o-l-s-i-s-i-t-e dot n-e-n-t at coolsite.net 
www.ugosteak.net. Also, you can follow me on Instagram, ugosteak, that's U-G-O-S underscore T-A-K-E on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at S-T-A-K-E-U-G-O on in Twitter. You follow me and then you could listen to other podcasts because I put my podcast, the link to my podcast on Twitter. So you can just go on there, you click on it and boom, you're on to listening to it. So thanks everyone. Thanks Spotify for giving me this platform um, to put my podcast on. So thank you everyone who listened and enjoy your day. Bye-bye.